Tag me in this on yeah, Facebook. You, man. Yeah, you. Yeah. Episode forty-five, A League podcast. We back. Week off. We know y'all missed us, but uh, the whole crew's here. But Jeremy, though, shout out to Jeremy. Uh, he he had a a game in Augusta. I don't know what the hell they doing, but they had our boy. <laughs> they golfing. They, they golfing. <laughs> <laughs> he covering golf. Shout out to Jeremy, man. Uh, you know, before Augusta we get to, before we get into our topics, anything anything on your mind? Y'all got to get off your chest. Anything y'all got to say? I know I got something to say, but I'm like, and it, first, you all right, look, uh, <laughs> I'm realizing something. I get, I get, uh, I get hated on a lot by my boys. Shout out to Sean and Rich and and all y'all. I think it's time that I step up and I buy a PS4. You know, I got a PS3, and I, and I'm one of the dudes that I hold on to the old consoles too long. I mean, the fact that I'm still playing 2K17 and Derek Fisher's my coach. On, on my player, on my career, and I'm winning all these championship rings for him. Hey, I'm man. having a real issue with that. I, I was playing 2K11 on Wii for like five years. <laughs> After it was oh, all, see, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you like me? You hold on to like like systems. I mean, and it's games. just it's just like when you when you get older, it's like dang, like do I really want to buy another game every year? Okay, especially right. when and, you and feel and like it's gonna like, be the same one. Exactly. I stopped buying Madden years ago because Madden is the same. It's just different. You, you, you know how many people like I created. On that 2K11? Okay. I Wait. created, like, the whole NBA. <laughs> Wait, who'd you put in there? I, I created that Jabari in Parker, there. Andrew Wiggins, <laughs> Ivan Johnson. Oh, my gosh. That uh, creating, no, creating players is fun to do. All right? Yeah. That's cool. But when you realize that, like, dudes that are in there that's, like, I don't know, who, who's who's probably in 2K11 that's not even in the league anymore? Like, OJ Mayo? I don't know. It's, like, it'll be anybody. That's it's a few there. guys. It's a few guys, yeah. It's, it's like, when guys. you realize that, and you realize they move, like, box figures it's time to upgrade. <laughs> it's time for me to get a PS4, like seriously. And it's taken away from. Are we we good? Oh, it's we, taken we away gotta from. We got to run it back. We got to run it. Christmas. We good? Okay. Are we good? We okay. good. All right. No, nah, but when yeah, you yeah, realize. My shut off too. I can't. I can't hear. When we when we realize that um, you you have people in the system that are not even playing basketball anymore, I think it's time for me to upgrade. My FIFA skills have taken a drastic decline because I, I can't play FIFA with my boys anymore. So I got. I think it's time I get a PS4. 
Mm. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bite the bullet. Two hundred twenty dollars. I don't know how much it is now. I might. I, I might do it just for uh, for uh, WNBA for NBA okay. Live. Okay. Yeah, All NBA right. Live. They, they just added that option. Yeah, so I, I think they said the game's coming around Christmas time. Yes. yes so like, I, I, I might cop it. I heard September, but maybe maybe. Oh yeah, it, usually on. September every year. I mean, you, it usually comes out like regular games come out September. You know, like 2K does. Yes. But yeah, yeah. yeah. The, FIFA uh, comes out like well around the same time. Like, but oh, NBA oh. Live since you know it stopped. You know, I guess coming out every year. They, then they well, NBA Live needs to just. <laughs> I can't front. Like, NBA Live was my joint growing up. I thought NBA Live was always going to be, like, around, and I'm realizing that I have to let go of that as well. That's not – they'll never make it back to – Yeah. I remember NBA Live was just the truth, man. Like, they had the, the perfect soundtrack and everything went along with it. But it's like, now nah, I got – I haven't played NBA Live in, like, a decade. Yet. I remember when they had that, that Just Blaze track that – Oh yeah, yeah. It'd be Harlem shaking while y'all game loading. Sometimes you just gotta let certain things go, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I, I miss some days. And and then speaking of Pump It Up has been in, in constant rotation in the last two weeks. Shout out everybody I've been with since I've been playing Pump It Up. Y'all some real ones. The thing is, is that I think the the whole thing about just letting go of games, it's like it's like, it's like NBA Jam, it's like NBA Jam and NBA Live, like you know, back in the you know back in the day, like you know when we were we were kids playing that, like you know, and then everything has just evolved like ever since, like that. Now that's something kind of like NFL Techmo. That's one of those things that you just don't want to get rid of. You kind of wish that they would just kind of make like new versions of it. Yeah, NBA Ballers too is amazing. I I, I miss uh, NBA Ballers and Street. Street was good too. Uh, NBA Street is the greatest basketball game. Volume, volume two, two volume was the greatest two. basketball yeah. game. Volume ever three made. was like Home such court. a letdown. Yeah, I, I think it was because like it had volume two was so awesome. They were like, oh snap, this volume three gotta be. It gotta oh, be the legit. It gotta be. And they put Baron Davis on the cover. Like what? <laughs> BD was the nice though. See, the only he problem was, I had with the, the graphics of volume three is it looked like the PJs. You remember the cartoon of the PJs? Oh, they used to come everybody on BET. Yeah, everybody had bigger heads, yeah. thick fingers and all that. I was yeah. like, yeah, all right. Kind of like NBA Jam. So they put NBA Street and NBA Jam together. And, and, and look what they came up with. Three. Shout out to Lo from Beyond the W because I, I saw a Facebook post uh, that she put saying that, you know, I can't wait to get NBA Live so I can hand hand bake this L. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh she, she already talked. Lo, you already I can't wait to play. You already yeah. talking to trash. Ain't Dude, you Minnesota went on a 37-0 run last night. The Minnesota Lynx. They went on a 37 to 0, like. Know your NBA f- or WNBA facts. 30 what? I love how y'all dropping this, these nothing. stats right now. They, they could be the first team in WNBA history to win 30 games. So they were playing? I think they were playing Indiana. Yeah, they were playing Indiana. Oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a matchup, right? That's a legit. That's, that's a legit mismatch. That's a mismatch. That's a mismatch. I thought Indiana, Indiana was good, though. So, so, so Tamika Ketchens Ketchen. retired, and Candace Dupree oh. their best player now. Okay, right. Okay. And, and she's always been, like, the third best player on good teams. And Minnesota's got, like, four Olympians on their team. So that's an that's an obvious mismatch. And then, and then their fair. bench is, like, all former All-Stars, too, so. Wow, that's not fair. They're like the Golden State Warriors of the WNBA, essentially. Right. <laughs> Who's KD for the for the link? Um, Maya Moore. Maya no, Moore. She's KD. No, no Maya Moore is Steph Curry. Steph Curry. So Simone Augustus will be KD. No, 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 it'll Sylvia be uh, Fowles. Sylvia Fowles. Sylvia Fowles, Sylvia Fowles is KD. Yeah. You know, I think Fowles went to LSU, did she not? Yeah. Or Augusta, both of them. Oh, okay. she, I remember her. She was dominant. She a big girl. She a big girl. Yeah, they call her Big Sil. Let's get let's get to our first topic, man. Probably the MVP. Sorry, just one. No, to throw go ahead. That in. Put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> the first topic, we're going to talk about Chris Long. And I'm missing the other guy's name from yesterday. Jason Britt. Okay, Jason Britt. All right, from yesterday. Who decided to join the protest, join um, what Kaepernick's been doing, and join Michael Bennett, uh, Michael Jenkins as well. So now we have the white players, as we spoke about episodes and ago. And a Falcon. And, and a Falcon. And, uh, and the Falcon. Say again. Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, what? Thanks at Michael. Oh, no. no, Malcolm Jenkins. That's say Michael? Yeah. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins. My bad, brother. If you listen to it, man, shout Michael out to you. Michael Jenkins. Michael Jackson. Shout out to you. My bad, man. Uh, if I messed with your name there. But no, you said a Falcon. Wait. We yeah, have Falcon. I think it's uh, Adrian Claiborne. I think that's his first name. I, I don't want to yeah, say the wrong yeah, Claiborne. Right. Yeah, it was Adrian Cla- uh, Claiborne. He used to play with Michael Bennett. Uh, and, uh, you know, he said he supported him 100%. So we might see a Falcon actually do something because, you know, the Falcons are, with especially under Quinn, so politically correct and they don't speak on nothing. Well, so. and then we have that, which is funny because we have the military, 
like influence on the Falcons. Like Quinn has used military tactics and like in, like on a lot of our practices and everything. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but you're right. We're very careful here in Atlanta, which is weird because we're in Atlanta. Like I don't know what there is to be careful about. It's the same right. thing with go with the Hawks. I want the Hawks to do more as well. But I would. I mean, the theme going here. What we asked about. We needed bigger names. We needed uh, more white athletes to join. I think personally, I would like to see Matt Ryan join as well. I don't know if he'll do it. I doubt he'll do it. But it's going to take like a Matt Ryan. We need to see Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. There you go. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan. I mean, especially Matt Ryan being in Atlanta, like you said, like I think Aaron Rodgers would do it. Like That's what I feel like I he wants to. I feel like Aaron Rodgers would do it. I don't think so. Don't think Aaron Rodgers has so. said he said things in the past to me. I'm not saying he's like that. Look, I know I had the man crush on Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he's a perfect human being, but I like I, he doesn't seem like a guy that's he's spoken out against the NFL before and just right. like upper management and whatever. Like like Josh but, Rosen, like he'll do it. What's that? Him? Josh Rosen. They, if they. I, you don't think he'll do it? I think he cares more about football. You think because he's in Green Bay, he's afraid of doing it because he's in Wisconsin? Uh, he, 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 know, like he, he know about, about that, that State Farm discount double check check. <laughs> hey, that he, is I wish he would bring that back. Go ahead. Yeah, he care about a Super Bowl ring. Yeah? You don't think, so Aaron Rodgers won't Tom Brady. Well, we know Tom Brady's not going to do it. Brady's not going to do it. Because Brady don't support Black Lives Matter. He don't care about a black life unless he's catching the ball for him. Uh-oh. That's all up. Look out. Both him and Brady are obsessed with football. They do, yes. But Rodgers, Rodgers I, has spoken out about political issues before. I yeah. mean, he's spoken out about Wisconsin's governor. I, I really? think, okay. I think so, the yeah. thing with Rodgers is, Rodgers, I don't think it's football. I think it's off the field. Like, yep. he's making a lot of money off the field, I can imagine, because he's on, like, every other commercial. He is. He's a very opinion, like, opinionated guy. That's why I know what you're saying, because I feel like he would, like, if you have... All this to say, I mean, he's a he seems like a pretty intellectual guy, but it's like, would you now use that for this platform here? Use it to speak up? I don't right. know. My thing is, it, what is the risk for all these guys that we're talking about? Ben Roethlisberger too, like everybody, well, all the he, top he guys. Breeze, 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 like all of them is like surprising because it's like, what exactly do you have to lose? Because a lot of you guys already have guaranteed contracts that you're locked in, you're the franchise. What exactly is there for you to lose in this situation? Well, a lot of these are the black guys. His endorsement money. He did from the case that we. Love to forget about. And I, I mean, I don't understand that. But anyway, it's like he's he's a guy there, Ben Roethlisberger, who spent time. I think like a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. like criticizing uh, uh, Bryant, Martavius Bryant, whatever, over the stuff he's went through. I'm yeah. like, look, if you can be that outspoken about a teammate, then about something as small as that, I would right. like for you to step up and talk about something else. Given Ben, use it for actually something real. Sheet, he shouldn't be saying anything about any other well, players. Yeah, true. No, that's my point. Yeah, it's like use it actually for like if you're gonna speak up about something, use it for something that matters. Like, and I, I think a lot of these guys um, are so like locked into their world or whatever it is. They they love being the quarterback. They love football. They like you were saying, David. They love exactly. They're comfortable in their position, you, and you, there's nothing for them. To, they feel like I've done it all. I need to do. This is all I need to do. Play football. You, be great. You have to remember that. I don't understand. There's more you, have you can to do. Remember that this literally all this pressure literally just started about a couple years ago. So for the Recent, guys that, yeah. mm-hmm. that that grew up as quarterbacks and some son, they never had that pressure of, dang, if I get this platform, I have to speak out again about this and about this. Because all I the quarterbacks before them never had to do it. Exactly. Yeah, to your point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so who? Where is there's no precedent even for obviously the black athletes. There's all there's tons of athletes that that come. Yeah. Jim Brown, we know is the biggest one there. Where he's he stood out, and then just all across the board. But we see what's going on with the NBA. And I heard Aaron Rodgers say that like NBA players can take more risk, and they can say you know it's a right. different league where they're more accepting of of what I mean like Silver and then Stern. They did a good job of being more uh, allowing players to voice their opinion. And I think a lot of these organizations, NBA, I know some of the, the, the higher-ups in NBA, I think they might feel a way about what LeBron James says and all these other, but they're oh, not yeah. going to do what they're going to do about it because you see the money that's coming to NBA the last couple of years that's is ridiculous. The so they're not the going to say anything. They can't say anything in the NBA because the players make the NBA. Yes. The NBA is nothing without its players. The, the, in football, the sport is bigger than the players, and partly because they wear helmets. Yeah. But, uh. but they know in the NBA that if LeBron speaks out on something or if Curry speaks out on something, they can't do anything about it because without LeBron and without Curry and without, you know, other yeah, NBA yeah. players, mm-hmm. what is the NBA? And, and it's like, but football's bigger. I think we all can agree. I, maybe it's, I think it's changing. But football is still number one in the United States. Am I correct? Oh, it's so definitely it's like, changing. It's changing. Yeah, I think basketball is gaining, has gained its ground, like, just because it's internationally. But still, like, that being that being said, I think like having that still having that number one slot like NFL does, you can do a lot with that. It's not you as an athlete should look at that and say, hey, okay, 
Uh, I understand that I do not have I, I don't I maybe don't have what LeBron James and these other guys have as far as endorsement deals. Like I think NBA players regardless would have more endorsements than than NFL guys. But at the end of the day, it's like you still have you're still number one. Like football comes on. Most Americans are gonna choose to watch NFL over basketball. I think still a little bit. Like it's like you know, we're saying like it's gaining, but I think still Americans love their football. Well, I mean, look at this. So it's like we, use we know, that, my man. Like use uh, it. What like, was, what was his name? Justin Britt. Justin Britt, yeah. yeah. We didn't know who Justin Britt was. America didn't before yes last night. Now yeah, everybody knows yeah. who Justin Britt is. Yeah. But we don't want just Justin Britt. It's like, all right, cool. I'm not I don't want to knock Justin Britt for doing no, it. No, no, no. Like I'm saying, saying, like I'm saying to, to your point, when you're talking about football players, football players might not get the same exposure, notoriety yeah. just because they're wearing helmets. Dude stepped up to the plate. He did. You know, he's the second white guy that stood up for this and we know who he is now. Yes. Yes. And I, so and, I mean that yeah. there's a perfect example. Yeah. We gotta I, I don't know. I I want I think more should be expected of white athletes. Just be honest. Like I think we that's the Agreed. the issue there we, with we put a too lot much of black pressure athletes. On, on black athletes. Yeah. And it's just like that. Like we just put too much pressure on <laughs> we put too, too much pressure on black people. Like yeah. Barack Obama was elected and we expected him to be the savior of the hood. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Real Superman. Man. That's so true. That is so that's true. That's you no, know, it, it's the realest. Like, I don't think I've ever well, culturally, it's going to be like that. Us growing up, we we looked up to all these black athletes, and we we wanted them to. I, maybe it's even us. I'm, I'm probably guilty of it, but I just expected them to be the ones that have to carry the torch. Now it's like I've gotten older. I'm like, ah, I mean, I'm understanding a little bit more now. It's like, all right, well, it's the, the like I think I, when I found out, I wrote some little thing, like some story the other day, and it's like seeing how many white people watch. The majority of audience of football is white. And in the majority of in the and you know obviously we know that there's no black or African Americans in president CEO positions or whatever in, in the NFL. So you see how the, like still regardless of all the players being there, what they're surrounded by their bubble in is just it's mm-hmm. it's not they're not represented. So at the end of the day, I can support the hell out of Kaepernick and love what he's doing, but there's only so much he can do without there's nobody above him that looks like him to help him push his message. Like so, you have to have the white athletes to get the attention of some of these higher executives and even the fans because the fans want to. If a fan, if a white fan, I wonder. My question is, I don't know, but what does a white fan think? When a white player does what Britt did, or does what you know these other white athletes who got to stand up, what do they think now? They, you know, they, like can you does that know, resonate now some, with some, you? Some of them might be like, oh, he's succumbing to public pressure of liberal left side media, oh. and you mm-hmm. know, yeah, I know I know how they work. They think that it's hip to be outspoken now. It's just like really irritating, like because of I'm not gonna say his name, but the dude from Fox and whatever his message. Uh, the fat dude from Fox. His message is always like that social media is ruining this whole activism thing. And I get partially of it. Yeah, I, I can understand. There's a portion of social media that's, that's kind of, it's not real activism. You're a not actually out there. Yeah. A lot of, I yeah. called it out last episode. You did, and you did, yeah. You did, you but did. it's like, there's a lot of people who are actually doing good work, but they also, they just bring it to social media to get more like mm-hmm. exposure on it. So I get it, put more light on it. But these athletes and what they're doing, the white athletes, what they can do both social media wise and on the field and everything, to me, that's not being fake. Like, they realize there's something going on. I, for that to happen in Charlottesville, for that to have to happen, for this to become right. like an issue, it's sad in itself, but. Yeah. I mean, uh, Heather, you know, for the fact that it was Heather that was, you know, that was killed, mm-hmm. you know, that, plays a, I believe that plays a big part, too. Well, that's, I mean, the, the Minnesota. That was, that was Keisha. I don't think it would be the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, well you yeah. know, in Minnesota, the, the white lady that just got shot by the, by the uh, uh, Somalian. Yes. The, the Somalian yes. officer. So I mean, that that brought a lot of attention up north in Minnesota, but you know, nationally, it, it didn't get quite the same type of steam. But yeah, th- I mean, that shows you like what David was just saying. You know, it helps that it was Heather. Yeah, that, I, I think the, the, the more white people get killed, the more. Um, let me stop before I get in trouble. No, you I mean, no, I I say no, no, because I, I feel no, no. I feel what you're saying. They can resonate with it better. Yeah, yeah. just I mean, like you know, they don't know Keisha. But Heather's in the community, and they have attachments to her. They're like, you know, Heather's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, they love to say, you know, like the uh, internet and stuff, you know, I see arguments all the time. They say, oh, you know, whites get killed, you know, get shot more by cops than blacks. And, you know, now there's actual, you know, there's actual inc- national incidents where, you know, 
a white person is involved in the, in the incident. Yeah. And then uh, they can actually, you know, they can actually relate to that, you know, because, like, who are these people that are getting, you know, getting killed in these, you know, racial and cop incidents, you know, that's, that's actually getting natural attention. And yeah. now we finally got one. Yeah. And people can actually relate to it, you know. I think I, even, like, but that, that case right there, they made it such a bigger deal because of the cop was, like you said, Somali, and he was, he was Muslim. Like, that's what drew attention to it. But I think just a, a cop, and, you know, a white American, black American cop killing a white woman, a white male, it seems like it doesn't matter. Like you said, the argument for them is that we get killed more and we don't say anything, so you guys shouldn't say anything. And it's like, that's got to be thrown out the window. I think I mentioned that last week. It just doesn't matter. Like, a killing is a killing. They, Like you said, I don't know if it doesn't matter to them, if it doesn't resonate with them as far as the killings go. Like, oh, it's just... Because at the end of the day, it seems like they, they're supporting police more than anything. The NFL supports the police like any other like major sport in the like United States of America. Well, you uh, see them on the sidelines. You see the, how much they support the yeah like well, military, well, police, said. all that. Like that alone. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, so I, I was at NABJ last week, and um, they, they, they had officer. yeah they they had a they had a panel with Charles Barkley. They, this was another. There was a couple <laughs> panels that just like had some stuff in it, but you know since Amarosa like she easily <laughs> yeah. took the cake. But yeah, so uh, Barkley was on it. It was uh, Bill Roden, uh, you know, who wrote Forty Million Dollar Slave," um, the the first the diversity president for the Hawks, the first highest black lady in executive oh, NBA. Or, yeah, yeah, Shaw, uh, Zinga Shaw, um, and then um, another another young lady. I'm sorry, I forget. And then Gus okay. Johnson was moderating. Long story short, so they're they're talking about uh, how the NFL, like you know. The cops are everywhere. Like, the cops are the security. Once you get off the bus and they take you from your cart to the locker room and from the locker room to the field. And he said, if you bring Colin Kaepernick in, who, you know, had the the cop pig socks and all mm-hmm. that, yeah. owners don't want that. Yeah. They, they want all that security when they get to the games. They don't want the cops to stop supporting you because Colin Kaepernick don't support the cops. Yeah. So, and then another thing he said was that, uh, you know, everybody's replaceable. So Colin Kaepernick's replaceable in the league and all that. They, no, 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 that's true. Like it because well, because football is just such a bigger roster anyway. Yeah, you right. feel like you can just throw in anybody. Basketball is a different, smaller. It's the guaranteed contracts and everything. I I can understand that. That's why I've always felt like I I forgot who wrote the article, but it was what, to your point about the military, the police, like presence at NFL games. The uh, the planes flying over everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, they've they've attached themselves to this whole American lifestyle, um, and 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 make you feel patriotic about loving football. As violent as it is, as unfair it is to players, as far as what they receive in the end, they don't get anything but concussions and whatever. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's all about the football uh, yeah. and about being as American as you can. You have to love football. So it's like being like that alone. You makes you feel like all right. Anything that's against NFL or or a downplays the NFL's presence is a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of right. like how NFL's done it. So they've really in a safe place here where you can say whatever. We can keep banging on the desk for Kaepernick. They don't have to do nothing. And they never will have to. You know, it doesn't matter. They're not going to move a needle on Kaepernick right now because of what we say, as sad right. as it sounds. But it's like if – like we like, still kudos to the white players who are joining and helping, and they can help. That's going to at least help bring more attention to it. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, they're stubborn as hell. Like NFL owners and all that, every owner is stubborn. Unless they help them bottom line, it's not hurting the bottom line. We said it last week that uh, Kaepernick not playing is not going to make us stop watching. So, like, I think even with these white players that will help protest, people still going to watch. Regardless. It's not going to make them turn away. The 68% of white people who watch uh, – NFL game, that's not going to make them stop because a white player, somebody looks like them is protesting. I, I mean, you know, like, fans are just stubborn. Like, so I, yeah. I don't understand what's going to take, but I at least applaud these dudes for, for at least standing beside their black At least they're saying something. Players. At yeah. least they're saying Say something. something and recognize, and they're recognizing their surroundings. Yeah. Don't don't just be that white player who, okay, oh, it's so cool because we see you dancing to Migos, and we see you on Instagram and Twitter, like, seem, you know, like, you're culturally aware. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't make me think that you're, like, this guy. Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I didn't want to say his name. Kelsey. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Kelsey is one guy I think about. I'm like, yeah, you align yourself up with you got the haircut, you dressed a certain way and all that. So it's like, oh, he's probably cool. He gets it. Nah, we, you got to say something. I want to hear from Travis Kelsey. He has to say something during this time. But still, shout out to them, man. I'm not – I don't want to poo-poo on their, their – what they're trying to do. But still, I understand how stubborn owners are in the NFL. Yeah, it is yeah. interesting that they don't air the national anthem on TV. 
Yeah, that's true. There's like these uh, corporate sponsors and stuff. They have these commercials. I've never seen the national anthem besides the Super Bowl. You never yeah. see it on TV, but there's no outrage about it. Yeah, see? And, and do I you saw, even I saw if it one time, like last year. I think it's only I mean, like it NFC. It was, only, when, it was when Kaepernick oh, okay. was playing, though. I thought it was like a championship, like an AFC I mean, NFC championship. They'll, they'll show it. Yeah, yeah. Like big games. They'll show, they'll show, show it. But they have it when Kaepernick playing. Yeah, I, I saw. Yeah, I saw. Uh, I saw one Monday night when um, the Falcons were playing. Zendaya was singing it. Shout out to Zendaya. Yeah. Zendaya. Yeah. <laughs> I'm staying away from that. I'm staying away from that one. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, 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 I caught good, myself. Yeah, good, I heard a good conversation about yeah. that mm-hmm. on 92.9. You know, they were just talking about like the fans are national anthem. Like during the NFL games, and it was interesting because I can confirm I've been to multiple NFL mm-hmm. games, and you know, like these these fans, they're not they're not all you know giving their respect to national anthem. You know, they are trying to get to their seats. They are drunk. Yes, they are <laughs> already, already drunk when yeah. the game started. You know, getting food. So, like, yeah. so why is that? So why those same fans are like complaining, but they're not even really. I, we at home. If, if it, look, if it comes on, even when we're at the house at the crib watching it, are any of us actually standing up yeah, or putting our hands over our like our chest? Hey, like, I can't we, even lie, bro. Back in the day when USA used to be playing, <laughs> man, I used to be hyped and I wait for them games all day. Okay, I used to be standing hand over uh, chest. You know, what I'm saying? yeah, yeah, you standing ready. up. The see but Olympic now, but type now I'm of. Both. Yeah, no, that, that's when I was in the sunken place. You saw, yeah, yeah. For the Olympics, you got pulled yeah, out, boy. That was a great uh, conversation with uh, Jeff Benedict. You know, he just brought up this like, you know, if you're not standing up at the bars and at your house, you know, then, what, what you doing? Thank you. Yeah, wow. you're not really making. Yeah, so those people complaining, please stop. I don't know. I don't. I remember once. I'll say something real quick. I remember I didn't in fifth grade. It was shout out to Mr. Hazelden with your hating self. I didn't put my hand, I didn't want to like pledge allegiance. So, like, it was one day of class, and I got like a whole week of suspension for it. And I didn't, yeah. like, I remember my parents are like, yo, do you realize what you're doing? And I was like, yeah, I don't know what took place, why I did it. I still can't remember. That was back in like 04 or something. But I was like, I around really was 04. like, 04. Because I was in fifth grade in like 05. So, no, wait. I was in fifth grade in 04, 05. 14. No, so no, I was in, that was 04. Maybe 01, maybe 01. Oh, yeah, 01, 01, 01. Yeah. Shoot. That was after the 9 11 thing, in there, which probably why I got in trouble. That's but, crazy. So, y'all yeah. can remember that? I can remember I, that. I can't really remember. I remember like two things that happened that day. That's it. I mean, I'll you say. live a crazy life, so I'm, yeah. I'm surprised. You you know, what? You live a crazy life. You probably Chill. have a lot of fun. You just forget about Chill. things that happen, you know? Chill. You know? <laughs> Rashad Man. life. Chill. The Rashad Man. life. We all can't live that. <laughs> anyway, though, but I remember doing that, and I didn't think anything of it. Now I'm actually happy I did it. I was only—I mean, I was like 10 years old, but I'll do it again. I do it all the time at the, uh, you know, for you that don't know, I'm a news reporter in Douglas County, and at, at the city council meetings, they say the pledge before every time, and I never say it. Well, I, I keep my head down, don't put my hand over my chest, don't just sit down. Isn't that shit? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not sitting down during it because they do a prayer before, so I stand up for the prayer. And since I'm already up, you know, I'm not gonna like be like, "Hey, everybody, look at me!" Not saying the pledge. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't say it. It just don't. Uh. Or just stand there. Even at the Hawks games, I just kind of stand there, put my hands behind my back, and I still I don't stand up at the Hawks games. I have to. You have? You don't do it the whole time? Remember? Oh wow! I thought you always did. Come on! Yeah, you did. You don't stand up? Okay, I thought you did. Every shout out to every young. He used to sit down and just keep typing <laughs> during, the, <laughs> during it. And every day, Cat's like, "Yo, Abe, like, come on." He's like, "Ah, oh, forget it, man. I gotta work on this." I was like, <laughs> "Consummate professional." He's, doing, he's, he's like, "I gotta get my, I gotta get this stuff." Yeah, done. he's like, "I, don't I ain't care. stand up at Georgia State games either." You, did, <sighs> I haven't been to a state game, so I can't say. I don't think Allison liked that. Say her name. Let, let, let me just throw this in here. Why, why are you talking about all the people complaining about it? Just stop. I don't think anybody that's uh, against protesting is listening to the A League. Just to okay. throw that out there. Our dem- our demographic just, might be one sided. Yeah, yeah, I don't think might be. anyone, because like they would have been stopped listening to us a minute ago. Everybody that's listened to us is probably, you think they're wearing just a dashiki and sandals. and. I, I don't think that, but but I think they, they all support left side, okay. left side views for the most part. Well, speaking of, you just mentioned Georgia State. Can we talk about our alma mater? Everybody in this room, if you don't know, Everybody in this room has graduated from Georgia State. Rashad right. being the most recent, the youngin, young blood in the building. Uh, Jeremy too. So we all Georgia State people here. Yeah. Um, what do we? How do we feel about the opening? I think they had their first kickoff yesterday, like in forever in that ever the first ever. Okay. Yeah. So um, 
what how do we feel about the opening of the stadium what it's going to do to the neighborhoods are we has it kind of settled in that it's what it's going to ruin um the nearby neighborhoods we see every time a stadium comes in any major city yeah yeah we know what's going to happen what that means for that individual city and the way that atlanta's growing um and the downtown of Atlanta has changed. I will say that. Driving around, being around, yeah, I feel a complete different way about Atlanta than I did maybe when I was younger because I felt it was more of my city. All right? <laughs> I, I, at least I had a hand in it like because I saw people more that looked like me. But now I feel like that's changed drastically. And, uh, I mean, it's been proven. Like, since – and it's weird. Even when we were, like, young, in the 90s, that's when it, all this was really going on. Like, yeah. all the different – you know, gentrification, all that really started. And now it's coming to a high point where it's, like – it, we're going to see less and less of ourselves in downtown Atlanta after games, after Hawks games, after Falcons games, after whatever it is. Um, the nearby neighborhoods are being completely taken over and changed into retail stores and all these different housing, clin- you know. And uh, Georgia State's going to make what apartments and everything uh, like all they're doing. Stores, grocery maybe stores, movie theater. Yeah, yeah they're, see, they're making it's that all into an, and a baseball stadium for the baseball team. It's yes. Safe. When is that happening? I, I well, don't the, the, baseball the baseball stadium's stadium? going in uh, the the lot with uh, Hank Aaron, the the old uh, Fulton County Stadium. I know. I know right. what I'm talking about. I know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, how does everybody feel about? the changing dynamic here going in Atlanta with with this stadium. We know we're proud of our we finally got our own, but the consequences. Yeah. I mean, how do y'all feel about I mean, it? the consequences can't be ignored. I mean, mm. it's one it's one of those things where you know the yeah, it's a it's a conversion of the stadium and it, you know, we see the pictures. I mean, I think that they've done a pretty good job with the stadium, but you know, like I said, you know, you can't ignore what's going on with those, you know, with those surrounding communities mm-hmm. and in many ways it was one of those things where, like you said, during the 90s, what else was also taking taking place in Atlanta during the 90s? The 1996 Olympics. Yes. Yeah. So that's really when, you know, around the late 80s and the 90s, when Atlanta was building with, you know, was was bidding for the Olympics, that's really where all of this began. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just true. It brought in a whole different, like, just a wave of, like, we got, first of all, that's when the population started to, like, rise. And we got a whole, right. businesses started moving here more in Atlanta. The whole dynamic just completely changed. And it's like. Exactly. I remember I remember reading uh, I forgot where it was at but it was talking about historically like that whole area around Turnerfield was like first of all founded first by like, free slaves and everything and then also were then joined by white white people and then so they integrated it was a, like a very good even population then it became yeah. more black but like a lot of the people residents who have been there for you know years or whatever and they talk about their right. family they said there used to be like there were stores there were uh libraries there were this and that like they had a nice they community and they were building for the community, community. for yes. those people for those people and i don't forgot i don't know if it was in the 60s 70s but then when they started building these the 20 we talked about this episodes ago when they started building the Interstate 20, 75, 85, that's when everything completely changed. Because then those highways completely redirected people away from what, where, you know, Turner Field, as far as, like, all the businesses and black owned, like, you know, the housing and everything that was going on there, it redirected them away. So then, like, all right, so then you have all these black-owned businesses that just had to shut down. And once they shut down, then you have black families out of money. Then when they're out of money, what happens? You see what I'm saying? Like, so all of that happening, it's, I think I can see why the fight, uh, shout out to Tent, was it Tent City? The, yeah, them like shout out to them for doing what they did for. They try to hold as long as they could to protest and say that look, hold, uh, Kasim, you know, to to the feet, hold his feet to the fire, saying, hey, look, man, like mm-hmm. if you're gonna do this here, you gotta promise promise us like to sign the CBA right. that at least guarantee us some stability, keep our keep the money here within the community and keep people here, and that exactly. didn't happen. Only a small percentage of the people actually received that, and we see what happened here. Mm-hmm. Like now, I can't even I can't even think about how it's gonna look. And the loss of it, like that, to me, to be frank, like that's another form of racism. Like at, at the end of the day, dude, like people yeah. talk about racism in different ways, but like this is another form of it. Like you're completely Systemic. getting rid of, Systemic. Yeah, yeah, you're completely getting rid of. Like Atlanta is like known, like people around, like nearby states talk about. They come to Atlanta, they talk about Atlanta being like that that major black city, like. It was known for that, and now I don't feel like it's going to be that anymore. Like I don't know, 20 years from now, what the hell I'm going to say about Atlanta? What are you going to tell your kids about Atlanta, how it used to look? Like, it's mm. it's so, it's going to be completely different now to the point it's like, yo, this is not even like, this is not even home anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's the crazy part about it. I was looking at that, and I'm like, uh, what was it, Mechanicsville and everything, uh, People's Town, all that that's around it. Like, that's not going to be the same. Like, <laughs> shout out to Mechanicsville. T.I. Mechanicsville, Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> all of that, man. Y'all know what's going on. 
it's, it's just I, I don't know. So I'm happy for State, but not. It's kind of it's bittersweet, man. It really is. Like yeah, they, yeah. I wasn't really for the move. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I just look at like you know. There's bigger priorities that Georgia State can focus their attention towards besides a, a football stadium. Like even if they, even if they shared Mercedes-Benz, you know that would have been okay. It's just uh, you know just take time to really build up a program. And I just think like you know you look at you know I just read an article a couple days ago on social media talking about the students don't have enough dorms. You know, I saw that. Yeah, and yeah, it's just that's ridiculous. You know, it's just like uh, well, know. that was their fault. They yeah. share so wait, people are sharing dorms. Yeah, they, they overbooked it. Uh, wait, where 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 are we talking? On like? purpose. On purpose. <laughs> <laughs> the only like the school that has the uh, one of the only schools to have um, co-ed like dorms. Right. Yeah. I right. thought we had co-ed dorms. They did that a few years ago. Yeah, that's but probably the, the, another issue. They're, they're building dorms by Georgia State Stadium for athletes, I believe. Oh, okay. Oh, that's what yeah, they're gonna that's say. Right. Okay. If All I'm right. not mistaken. By Georgia State. Okay. Yeah, All right, my back. There's something else, you know. You just look at what's there now, and it's kind of like. You know, it's just the, the, the football stadium. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Like, you know, I was thinking all this was going to get built up quick, you know, and, you know, just look at, you know, like what Georgia State's doing. I, I, I see what they're trying to do. You know, they're trying to make Georgia State a bigger identity in the city of Atlanta. Like, I look at, like, you know, even going back to live in North Carolina, you go up to UNC Charlotte. You know that's a whole that's a whole like city over there. You know, like you look over there, like it's built around UNC Charlotte, and you know I think Atlanta's you know doing something similar to that. But you know I just think that you know they could have prioritized stuff different. Cause I even look back to like the bidding over that that Turner Field property. And, you know, remember like uh, casinos, and it's one person, like one group was talking about bringing in like uh, uh, manufacturing jobs. What? And it's just like you know, we picked this. We picked this pick school, this, yeah. and yeah. it's just uh, it's crazy because yeah. I, mean, I even look at like um, you know, driving past the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, you got like a 15k stadium abandoned that could be used. That's right by the Martin line. Yeah, waste. And Morris Brown, you know, yeah. Morris Brown College, the football stands right there. It's an abandoned. You know, they could even use that. And, you know, people can go to the game. We won't buy the play on the west side. Come on. Let's play on the west side. Why not? Let's do it. Let's do it. They're going to clean it up anyways. Let's do it. Let's do it on the west side, man. I'm okay. I mean, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, they're going to clean it up anyways. You know, that's the plan. That's for Mercedes-Benz anyway. So, you know, right there, Georgia State, we'll jump on top of that. I think that I was fine with playing the Dome for whatever time it was. Like, I didn't care. I get it now, like like you said, making your own – uh, it's, it's making better, their name. It's better for recruiting. But yeah, it, true. You get you right. have that. You have the locker room that's yours. You I don't know if the weight room is going to be changing or if we're going to get an updated weight room. But that has to happen for you to get more recruits too. Recruits care right, about right. that. But yeah, all overall, yeah, I get it helps the overall look, but it, it's just at the cost of like of Atlanta. Like I don't know if well, people who I mean recruits or whoever is coming to Georgia State, if mm. if that factors into them, if all this means yeah. that hey, I want to become a Georgia State student, I want to be then okay, that's all. Good and well, I mean, but for but the rest of the population that lives in Atlanta, it's yeah. like, all right, what, what, what is it? What, what I want to see is head coach Sean Elliott mm. speaking to the community. Okay. Speaking to the community around Turner Field and no, kind of saying, hey, it's unfortunate what happened. Um, all, all I'm trying to do is build up this program, and hopefully that'll bring back more money back to not only Georgia State University, but the city of Atlanta. And, excuse me. You might not see the vision now, but in the long term, this is going to pay off for, for the city, for, for the at large. Yeah. If he did something like that, then that would at least be something. But this he, man running just around. just a coach. I mean, I mean, but he's literally talking about Georgia State Stadium everywhere else. He's talking about Georgia State Stadium, Georgia State Stadium, Georgia State Stadium. We got Georgia State Stadium. So talk, talk to the community people and talk about the other side of, of the – don't just ignore one whole – you know, section of people that that's complaining about this. Yeah, you can't ignore it because that's that's not a good thing for business. You know what I'm saying? There's always going to be people. Yeah, exactly. There's always people that's for something. There's always people against something. If you spoke to at least both sides and instead of just acting like the other side doesn't exist. Um, Dad, how did you? When you? I mean, that last year, your last year. Did you? Like, what was the response from most students or just? Yeah, like just about what was taking place, like with the protests or with just 
the overall like you know construction of, of the stadium like were people for it did students really care or like how was it well for the students that did care they didn't like it okay yeah <laughs> they, they didn't like it because first of all you know as you all know we all went to georgia state georgia state students don't care that much about georgia state athletics <laughs> so it's like basketball. so 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 yeah basketball so so then you have you have the nerds that that are like Oh, you want to build a new football stadium, but my books and you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and then yeah. and then you have the people that just don't care, but you know they they commute and they might be like, oh, so you got a new football stadium, but I still can't park nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And then you right. <laughs> so it's like so it's stadium. like when you have a new football stadium to non-sports fans or or sports fans that don't care about the school they go to sports, then you have you know you get that, all, all these complaints. So it was pretty negative across the board. Um, Pretty much the only people that were excited about it were a few diehard Georgia State football fans and, uh, of course, like, fresh alumni. Um, mm. Kind of on the, you know, the lighter side. <laughs> like, those, those were the people, Little beige. The, 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 those were the people most excited about this, the new stadium. I can, uh, yeah, and, and even, like, I wonder if it's even, like, a generation thing as well. Like, I don't know if... If those people, I mean, because, like, we know here, another thing is just, like, we're such a transit city that a lot of people here that might be going to state, and we, I mean, we all went to, we know there's a lot of people you meet there that's not from here, state of Georgia, and don't really care. So that's another thing. It's like, it's like, if you have a, you're trying to create this whole culture here, and I get it, but your demographic says that they're they're not going to be that, like, attentive to it. They're not going to be that dedicated to Georgia State football or or whatever it is. Another thing that I want to know is the football players at Georgia State. They probably can't say nothing about it now because they're, you know, still on the team on scholarship and all that. But when they graduate, I want to wonder what guys like Penny Hard and mm-hmm. Will Champ and all, all these guys that I covered last year that, you know, the picture went viral of them at the protest throwing up the fist, you know, Black Lives Matter. Those are very outspoken guys about social issues in the black community. How do they feel about them moving to this new stadium, displacing black people? How do they feel about that? That's uh, another thing to add on that. I remember it Sounds was... Sounds like a column. It sounds like, <laughs> I remember a couple, what was it, Eric Gardner? It was, we marched, it was me and my boy Sean, and there was like three Georgia State athletes that were there, that were marching. I, maybe even more, I probably didn't recognize them, but uh, who was the dude that was backing up Ryan Harrell a couple seasons ago? Uh, um, Ryan Green? No, 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 but he actually ended up starting last year for the Georgia State basketball. Um, Dunker. Crazy Hops. Isaiah? Isaiah. Yeah, I saw Isaiah out there. I saw Isaiah Dennis. Shout out to Isaiah Dennis. He's out there a lot. He's smart. He's a smart dude. Okay, cool. Well, well, first of all, you got to think, Georgia State, for for the people who aren't really familiar with the university, since we're in the middle of Atlanta, we're in the middle of of, of a very black city. It's a very liberal city. And so it's like black, Georgia State is like a bunch of young black minds. And then, you know, being in the middle of the city and being young and all that, of course, you're outspoken just because that's what young people are, because they feel like I I said this one time before. Young people, the reason why young people are so passionate about issues is because they still believe that they can make a change. Older people don't really care that much anymore because they tried it when they were younger and they saw that little to no progress (laughs) was made. So they just gave up on it. Young people still have that hope because they're fresh and they're just like, oh, I can change the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so. That's what Georgia State is. It's just a bunch of young, black, liberal, if they're not even black. You know, it's a lot of white people at Georgia State that are Black Lives Matter and woke, quote unquote, because it's such a liberal young city. And a liberal university. Georgia State is one of the most liberal universities in the country. No, that's why I love, even like being there, you felt it that at least everybody had a hand in, was involved, was outspoken. Uh, But I love that about the difference between the young and the old generation. They, I forgot what it was that was said, but it was a... An older lady that was staying in around where Turnerfield was, and she's got to get kicked out of, of her housing. But she said that we were promised this like 30, 40 years ago that when they first brought in Turnerfield and did all that, that mm-hmm. there would be a program put in place that would keep um, libraries and everything, you know, keep money in there for the, you know, for the city, for uh-huh. their community that would keep, you know, keep that strong. And it didn't happen. They got lied to. Didn't as soon happen. as that happened, like like Kasim, that's why people were like, "Yo, Kasim, do it now. Agree to this." That's why Tent City and all them were pushing. Like, we need you to agree to this now. And it didn't happen. So, like, to your point, it's like the older generation is like, look, we've seen this happen before. Kasim and all in Georgia State, what they're doing, they're not going to pay back the city. They're not going to actually, like, stay involved and want to be committed to helping these uh, these people who've been there for 30, 40 years. But they don't care. So, I understand. that's a completely true. They say the same thing yeah. with the dome. Same thing with it, this, the whole area. Yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah, yeah so they got promised, yeah. too. And then, and then, then lied. And it's the same thing with Mercedes-Benz now. 
See, yeah, I remember. I remember that fight with the dome, and remember that in the church. Remember that, like yeah, that big it, church it, for like it, thirteen it, mil. If you look at the at, at downtown right now, like Passos, because they have still haven't blown up Georgia Dome. It just looks ridiculous. <laughs> There's really the Phillips Arena, the Georgia Dome, which is humongous, yes. and then Mercedes Benz is even huger right next to it. We just showing like, off. And then across the street, you got Hernan Holmes like torn down. It's just stupid. <laughs> and man. then yeah. G- and then CNN Center and the GWCC. Right, so. right, right. Yeah, all downtown. Don't forget the Ferris wheel. And, and the Ferris. <laughs> but no, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that that was the oldest black church. I was interning with um, Derek Bozeman. Shout out to 1380 WALK. Uh, AM Philly of V103. But yeah, so that was the same summer where they were talking about, you know, kind of selling it, whether they should sell it or not. That pastor was like, you know, out the blank flash that money. He said, what history? Because that, that's the longest standing Baptist church in Atlanta. Yes. That's and what's why also was, so crazy uh, is that, you know, going back to what David was saying earlier, he was saying something about, remember when they were talking about the casinos? They, yeah. I think they were also talking about something about how they wanted to you know, retrofit that whole area and put like a horse racing track there. What? Like they wanted to legalize, they wanted to legalize gambling so they could put horse racing, you know, casinos Yo, at Turner Field. That's yeah. like such a waste of time. That was so that, much money. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot, but who the hell, is, is people horse racing in Atlanta? Who's going to, like, who's going to come down? They'll bet on it. They'll bet on man. Oh, they will bet on that mess like crazy. Yeah, yeah those casinos come to Atlanta, man, and then yeah, gambling. Yeah, I know casinos. You know, bring you know on Nola, we we uh, we had Harris or Horace. Yeah, yeah. Harris Casino. Yeah, yeah, Harris. So, crazy. Man, I walked in that joint. I was like, man, they make gambling look so fun, bro. Like, yeah. You, you well, can, that's the golf style. Got a hot hand. But yeah. casinos down I, I'm there. Thinking, I'm like, yo, like you could really have so much fun ruining your life. <laughs> <laughs> New Orleans, Mobile, uh, Biloxi. There's nothing but casinos down there. They got some North Carolina. And then North Carolina yeah, too. Cherokee. Yeah, you're right. Y'all got, y'all got casinos like that up there? Something yeah. like that. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> I'm surprised. I don't think I, I'm. Su- I mean, I don't. I'm yeah. happy it didn't happen, but the outcome, like you said, we have all these. The Hawks are renovating. We have all these stadiums across the board that are just like. Obviously, if people well, don't know, the Braves. The how Bra- many championships oh, we got? God. I should have never said. How so. many championships we got? Oh, here we go. Uh, we got here one. We go. One 1956. What was it? 1958. <laughs> yeah, there we go. St. Louis. Yeah, <laughs> it counts. Okay. All right. Look, it counts. 95 for the Bravos. Look, I that, I, mean, that means text. If anybody need to get a new stadium, it's Gwinnett, the uh, the uh, Georgia Swarm. They're the only team that need to get it because they won uh, the championship. You know the okay. Atlanta want that Super Bowl again. You know they, they want go. the Super Bowl. They want the NBA All Star game. Well, they guess want the what? World Cup. You don't deserve it. They want the World you Cup in twenty twenty six. That should be a qualification. If you want the World Cup, if you want the uh, the uh, Super Bowl, if you want the Pro Bowl, if you want the All Star game, you need to win a championship in the last five years. How about that? Woo! And the only people that did that, they can host it. <laughs> Maybe that that will you know encourage some of these players and these owners to push their players to win the game. That means everything is going to be in the Bay Area because they're doing all the winning. They are doing all the winning. Between I, the I Giants can't. and the Warriors, they're doing all the winning. They, they're not about to win five years in a row. The Warriors aren't going anywhere anytime feet. soon. They're not about Unless to win a five. Steph Curry like breaks his leg or his you know whatever. They're not going. Hey, win. don't speak that over the show. I said it. Oh man, <laughs> let my boy CP get a ring. Anyway, so <laughs> my, like, no, but um, in Houston. No, and he, yeah, they will, I'm not. I'm not gonna. No, no NBA talk yet. I'm not gonna speak on that. Yet, I, 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 <laughs> that I'm, means I'm trying. Houston's I'm not gonna get everything now. Yeah, they whatever. Uh, Steph, Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. Something unfortunate happened, and then Houston made it to the finals. Derrick Rose will still beat them. Man. <laughs> oh, jeez, man. Uh, how would I feel so about D Rose beating CP? Oh my god. No, D Rose oh, gonna be in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, remember that D Rose? Remember that? Y'all remember that? Uh, I forgot what meme it was, but it was like, it was like you can buy a D Rose suit on eBay for like it was like his uh, official 2015 2016 uh, NBA uniform. It was yeah, just a suit. Was it was a brown nice suit. Stuff. I was like, yeah, oh, man. The D Rose jokes were terrible. Anyway, that was, um, that was but I did kind of join some of like D Rose. Though he's a good athlete. He's a great. He's a great. Well, damn, I can't say that because that Casey caught last year. Yo, what, anyway, what about, he's uh, a uh, yeah, uh, he's a great uh, athlete. Dwight, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, he do something else on the side. I don't know. Hey man, man Dwight, you know he he talking about you know he ready for the comeback. Y'all saw that? You know, me and David were talking about this. Look, I'm not get, look, I'm not gonna give up on on D Howe. Yeah. I don't think he's delusional. He's good. I just think 
I just think that there is a part of him that needs to be give in a little bit and realize who you are at this moment in your life. But, but I want, D- is, I want success good, for D. Howard. It's, I want him. Fake, or who like, mad at him? I, I see what he's talking about. What? About what happened in the last couple of years? He was right. actually good last year. And he just... It was, was good. It was just the way that things happened. You just said it. He was good. He wasn't excellent. He wasn't amazing. He wasn't any... He was good. I mean, he, he wasn't going to get you 40 and 20. Nah, we know that. Yeah, but, I yeah. mean, like, like he was good enough for... Can for he get us 20 and 15, 12? 15 and 13. He could, okay, but that's numbers. Okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. I didn't expect... We talked about it. I didn't expect so much from D. Howe. I didn't want to put too much on his shoulders. He's better than Zaza Pachulia, he is Mike Muscola. Yes. Um, who was uh, uh, Adonis Foyle, even though he never played for the Hawks. I feel like <laughs> he did. Adonis Foyle. Uh, uh, Eric, Eric Dampier. Um, <laughs> Eric Dampier. Jason Collins. Um, Eric yeah, Dampier, where are you right now, Dampier? Where are you? It's just for him. I just think that. Johan Petro. I just think for him, like, Petro, you know, Petro. he. The team wasn't built around him to succeed. Uh, it was just like an awkward situation. It like was. The, you, because um, I mean, you're just as good as you know, with basketball, you're just as good as the team around you. And it's just like you know, LeBron James can't win a championship by himself. He's different. And uh, he's a different animal. And uh, you know, nobody can. And you know, with the Hawks, you know, your big signing that summer was Kent Bazemore, and that's supposed to be like your, you know, they sit beside him, sit beside Dwight, like he's supposed to be like the sidekick or something. <laughs> That, that, that whole image of that was cringeworthy because I said this is no, – no, I don't hate Bays, but it's Dwight. I think Dwight came in expecting, okay, they're not that – maybe I think he knew. We weren't that good. You got to know. Players are not stupid. He knows, like, all right. But that means he thought I would have a bigger role because we're not good. It didn't turn out that way at all by season's end. You know what I mean? Like, he thought that Bud was going to feed him, and I don't yeah. know if Bud told him that, but it didn't turn out that way. I mean, I'm not he, mad at him. Even if he did get the ball 10, 15 times a game, that still wouldn't be enough. It I mean, would just like – your guys aren't going to hit threes. You know? Just like touch the ball. Does he just want to touch the ball or actually get a field goal attempt? Because there were times he didn't touch. I know there's a lot of times he didn't even touch the ball. He just yeah. ran up and down. I was looking at the Orlando, the Orlando team. You had Ray for Austin, Hito Turgaloo, you know, Courtney Lee, Rashad you know, Lewis. Rashad Lewis before huh? the PEDs. <laughs> yep. Before <laughs> you know, he was hitting on LeBron's yeah, wife. Yeah, and that's the. Oh, remember that? And well, you compare that to Atlanta where you got, you know, Millsap, he's good. Baysmore, you know. No. <laughs> yeah, no. And then, yeah, Dennis, you know, he's not that type of point guard that, you know, that fits well with Dwight. And they, then, didn't work, they didn't work well at all together. Yeah, then, Best yeah. pick and roll combination in the league. We and thought then, it was gone. And then you have, uh, CP and, you know, you have the corpse of Corver. And then yep. you have Hardaway, who, show, no. who shows up whenever, whenever he wants to. So, so, I mean, wait, so then is it really the last three years, has it ever been Dwight's fault? No. In Houston and Atlanta he hasn't, he hasn't and really, in L.A., has yeah. it been his fault? He hasn't no. really had a team that could be the since he left for Orlando that's built to win a championship, and that's mm-hmm. at that point in his career, that's what team type of team he needs to be on. Like even right now with Charlotte, that's not a team built to win the championship. It's not. And I just hope he don't have his hopes up thinking that you know he's the guy that's gonna put him over the hump because you know they need more help. Like yeah. Kemba, Kemba's only Kemba like needs help, man. Yeah, Kemba needs <laughs> help. You know, Dwight, that's not enough. You know, yeah. if you want to compete yeah. like that, you need like four All Stars. I'll never forget. I forgot they were playing the Hawks one time. Kemba Walker. Dribbling the ball, got, obviously y'all know twenty four seconds. You know, shot clock. Dog had passed it, dribbled for like five seconds, passed it. All right, ball went around, came back to Kimball with like five seconds to go on the clock. And I was like, and they were like, all right, go do something. I was like, I don't, it was only one possession, but I'm just saying that alone told me everything I needed to know about Charlotte. It's like, it's like, all right, Kimball, save us. You know, like go yeah. do what you do. That's not gonna get you, but so much for a guy who's like five ten. Nope. It's like, and I love Kimba. He's saucy. He got all the tricks in the bag and all that. And he, you know, he's a beast. But it's like, still, he's five ten. He can only do some. Dwight might help, but I don't. I don't see it happening anyway. But yeah. I just want look. I still at the end of the day, I'm best for Dwight. He did get what teammate of the year. Yeah. All right. And that's a shout out <laughs> you, Viv. You know, Viv for writing that article. He tweeted too. Yeah. And he tweeted. Yeah. He probably hated tweeting that yeah. Viv. But uh, he got the clicks though, right? That's why he, he he got his clicks. And, yeah, uh, he wrote a whole article, so you know he yeah, got he his did. clicks. Whack. I'm happy he took a fall back. He needed to take that fall back and just relax, my man. Go back to doing what you do. There was no reason for that calling. It wasn't. That was honest. It's like it's like you were out the door as a beat writer. It's the middle of June. You weren't doing Salty. daily columns or anything like go that. Go up to Secaucus, New Jersey, and work for the NHL Network. There you go. Isn't that what you really want to do, Viv? <laughs> Go up to Secaucus, New Jersey, and work at the NHL Network. 
Their studios are right there in Secaucus, near the ML- near the MLB Network studios. Look, Kim the Dream just told you, Viv. He's probably not listening. He's probably just hating, yeah, yeah. crying to his teeth. I hate these dudes. <laughs> <laughs> He's hating on us, dog. Anyway, Viv, we you know, you know the so truth. Hawks talk. Event- uh, they, they just got credentials, right? Hawks talk. Uh, shout out to them guys, man. So, so, nice. so they, one of them called in to like a press conference or something like that, conference call. And they said, uh, everybody say your name and who you represent. And someone was like, so-and-so Hawks talk. And then Viv was like, oh, I didn't know that we were letting bloggers. Uh, he's like, I thought it was only couldn't Is he still Wow. Like wow. What is Pell Salty with the shade. Uh, well, Hawks going to need all the media attention they're going to need next season. Because, you know, they, compared to how it was two years ago, we yeah. had the well, I mean, media room full. You know, it's gonna be real empty. Last hey, year, took Winnipeg. Even when you took the Atlanta Thrashers, you forgot something. <laughs> <laughs> Dramatic pause. I love that. No, I mean, um, like last year, it took a little bit of a change. Like the locker room was a little bit smaller. I mean, I think Rashad, you remember it too. It was a little bit smaller. Hey, like, like, like we said last episode, I was not in that locker room. Yes, you were. You were. You was in there. I seen you. You and, and Chris Humphries. You and Chris Humphries. Well, he won that battle there. Shout yeah. out to Chris Humphreys. Yeah. I, was, I was proud of you that day. You stood up, man. You stood up to yourself, man. Yeah. But that ain't gonna happen this year. Ain't gonna be no disrespecting to no Rashad or me and none of these. Nah, we ain't taking that. That ain't gonna happen. All right. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like Marco Bellinelli just about to square up. When we <laughs> shoe. You don't want no problem. You don't want no problem with me. You done. You don't want no Marco Bellinelli squaring up. Shit, you're going to like empty lockers with a sheet of uh, the press release in there saying you've been traded for a first round pick. God damn. <laughs> so who get oh. Yeah, saying, yeah, like, yeah, like what happened to so and so? He on the way to the airport. Yeah, he gone. <laughs> it's going to be like that. It's going to be like a. Someone's going. The Hawks, gonna, it's going to be crazy this year anyway. It's going to be fun crazy, though. It's going to be, regardless, it's going to be fun to cover. Shout out to the Hawks, though. I'm happy you mentioned that, those guys. Um, one more thing. Can we can we get to our Confederate talk? Oh, sure. Okay. Y'all want to do the Confederate talk? All right. So, Monument's been taken down. Even if it happened in Baltimore, Confederate Monument's taken down. We saw Louisiana a couple months ago. Um, and now, I mean, about our own city. What do we think about it happening yeah. here? Oh, this yeah, junk, this junk is uh, it's traumatizing, man. It's mm-hmm. traumatizing mm-hmm. just because, like, like I, my one of my coworkers this week, she was like defending it, and I was just sitting there like, you know, she was talking to to my editor, and you know, I'm, I got my back to them, and I'm just kind of like, I feel you. I'm not eavesdropping. It's like you know, I, I, I usually jump around in conversation, but it's, it was. Well, she was defending. She was, she was defending. She was defending Confederate like statues and monuments because she said that. You know, some people's family, like, you can't change history regardless of what happened. Like, it's it's a bad, bad history, but you can't change it. And some for some people, that signifies, you know, people that, that, that fought and, you know, family members and wow. people that died. And I'm just like, what wow. about the black people that died for being black? <laughs> you know, like, they weren't in no war. They weren't in civil war. They were just black and got killed because they were in the South. Aren't we? Uh, here's but, the funny thing. Here's the irony. Aren't we always told to get over it? Like yes. as black people to get over things, and then yes. it's like we now the same is being done to them, or and, and not even the same, but something's being taken away from them, or their history, or how how clouded it, how dark it is in and this country. They're the ones and now, now they're wearing, now the one to catching feelings now, because we've been told all the time, don't say, hey, look, it's just it's the past, it's the past. We're trying, we have to move forward, we have to work together, all those things. Now these little, which I didn't, even, to me, the funny thing is, I didn't know these Confederate statues meant that much to these people. Like I didn't understand. I was like, dude. Um, they were rebels. They lost the war. It doesn't resonate at all now. I just know that these are all racist people. I grew up in Stone Mountain. So it's like, all I know is, growing up, is I woke up, I could see the mountain from where I was. I could see the, the what is it, the, the carvings and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, I saw all that. So to me, it was like nothing but the norm. I just knew that the KKK was the, that's where they started in Stone Mountain. I knew all of this. I was like, okay. It's just, I accepted it. Um... I, if I had the, if, like, we had the time now. If I had the opportunity now to take it down, hell yeah. Then I want to take it down. Like, I'm okay with that. But I've always just had to live with it. If I had to live with it, then y'all need to live with this. Like, you know what right. I mean? Like, live with the, things are changing now. Like, it doesn't need, like, that. what it represents, it shouldn't be up anymore. Like, if right. you actually do your history, your heritage involves all of this. All of this hate, all of this, uh, the racism, all the torture that black people went through. That's what those statues like me. So if we want to take it down, you complain about get getting rid of not knowing your heritage and your history. We don't know. We don't know. I don't know what my last name is. <laughs> Milligan is an Irish last name. <laughs> I don't know what my last name is. Oh. That's real. 
That's real. That is. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I forgot. Shout out to my man Josiah, but I asked him about that yesterday. It is a cultural thing. I said, he told me himself. He's like, look, it's not for us, for him to like take a step back. He's a white male. He's like, look, there's no culture. There's no white culture to me. I don't look at those statues. I don't look at all these monuments as being like, oh, that's that's who I am. That's part of what. Like, he's like, that. I don't. I know exactly where I'm from. He said he's an Irish man. He's like, I can, that's where my family heritage is from. That's what I put my pride into. All this American stuff, all that happened in the Civil War, all, all the historical like monuments and museums, he said, it doesn't mean anything for me. There's no white culture, no white power, all that. He's like, that doesn't resonate with me at all. What's so, crazy, just, yeah, yeah. what's so crazy is that there's all these monuments in places that weren't even Confederate states. Yes. Yeah. That's another thing that's so crazy. <laughs> was it, why, okay, Baltimore, that's what I, I'm so confused about. Why were there Confederate monuments in Baltimore? Do I, am why I forgetting my history? Because, okay. What? Montana. There are Confederate monuments. Oh, they just in put them anywhere, and though. Wow. Yeah. They just put them here, right next it's to us. National. I don't like black people. Yeah. But. Just go everywhere. <laughs> go ahead, David. Go ahead. Well, it's funny, you know, losers get participation trophies. Mm. Oh, that's a bar. Yeah. Wow. Just like, that's a bar. But yeah, it's just it's interesting because it's like you don't even notice the Confederates. Confederate monuments. Like I remember even going to New Orleans. Uh, there are Confederate monuments there, and I didn't even notice it. And yep. now just like in a, Atlanta, Georgia, they're all over. You don't see people taking pictures in front of the, in front of the statues and stuff. You know, just like it's just there. But now there's been attention drawn to it. You know, everybody has an issue with it. Uh, it's just, uh, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, like it, you know, I just think you know, if you want to take it a step further, if you want to make you know the cities more inclusive, you know, you have to really look at racism all over. You know, like in sports, and you know, just. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you know, political beings. You know, they're being honored. You know, because it's just like you know, um, you know, we probably never see a Malcolm X statue, but never, you know, never. we got you know, we got Robert E. Lee. Yeah, and so yeah. it's just like you know, how blacks, you know, blacks are selective in terms of like who gets represented in statues and stuff. You know, it should be you know, you know, all over. Mm-hmm. Not just not just giving us a statue for being a great basketball player. Like Shaq and all these other imagine, like that shouldn't Dominique. be the only, <laughs> like that shouldn't be the only statue we get. Like there's been, a, I mean, we've made waves in so many. Oh, we got, different we areas. got Martin Luther King statues. Like yeah. we got about five of them. <laughs> I like how you think that. But you know, it's more to black people than Martin Luther King, and I think that's the that's mis- what people, yeah. miseducation right. with um, black, you know, black history. You know, yeah. there's a lot of uh, prominent black people there besides you know Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman. You know, uh, but, but the problem is, like, when we grow up in school, like, only thing in our books is Martin Luther King paragraph. Or something. If we get to that civil rights section, it's going to be a, all about Martin Luther King, yeah, and then we're going to move on to the next chapter. Yeah, like, yo, than, that's all I learned in yeah, school. It's more, than, it's more than Memphis and Georgia yes. and Alabama. Thank it's like, you. you know, it's just, you know, there's plenty of blacks did great things in history. Yeah, just, all uh, over the country, man. Yeah, there's like, you know, even in Africa, you know, there's like, you know, Georgia, you know Atlanta's a, I mean, Georgia, uh, America is a melting pot, you know, like one of those Mansa Musa statues, yeah. you know, okay. just like, you know, just African population, big African populations in America. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm digging it. I did, it's all like, all around needs to be some change. I'm just, if, the thing is, it's not like, it's not a stressing thing for me. Like, yeah, if we can have the opportunity to change this. Then I'm down, but like you guys said, like it's it's a thing of there's racism in other areas that I'm even worried about. Right. As more, like, we just talked about gentrification and all that. There's other things, but if we have a, a voice in this, as we should, then yeah, we should take them down. That's going on in Georgia. Now yeah. it's gonna be hard because they said the legislation like allows all these monuments. It's gonna be hard to take a lot of these things down. Yeah, one thing yeah. I try to figure out is like why the Martin Luther King streets are in the hood. You yeah. Know, why they look so bad? Ebenezer Church. We know where that's at. It's over by yeah. So like it, you go anywhere, yeah. Martin Luther King. Any state, you get it's, it's, the, it's the hood areas. You like, get lit why, up. Like, exactly. Why is it, like you look at it's like true. like at Ted Turner. Ted Turner Street looks way better than yeah, Martin yeah. King Street. Yeah, Martin Luther <laughs> King, you get a little. All right, let me let me walk a little faster. Let exactly. me speed walk. Yeah, you get. But th- yeah, I mean that's that's the only thing. Like the stigma of when we do get a whatever yeah, a black Don, street is, it's yeah, always it was, negative instead of yeah. yeah. Was it um was it Holloway they tried to name after Shotty Low? Oh yeah, they did. I thought they did it. They didn't do it yet. They, I, don't, I don't think they did it. That, but I remember the like, talk about Shawty Lowe getting his own street. I was like, you gonna take this man's name off the street for Shawty Lowe, and then that the street <laughs> that that man got done, done it all, man. You know, like <laughs> that's a song that is like a national anthem to me. Hey, he had he had <laughs> the, the whole world get on the map. Yeah, the whole he, world. He had, he had the that youth. Day. 
get back into shape and fitness. He was helping out with Michelle Obama, <laughs> former Michelle Obama. Is everybody doing the running man in place? Thanks to Shadi Lowe. Speaking of who, Michelle Obama, who's also getting streets named after her. She had, oh, see, Michelle deserves one, but Rock will probably this get one later. It's going to be in the hood. It's at Obama Boulevard. Oh, it's not. <laughs> they go, pop. It's like, where you at? I'm on Obama. You know? <laughs> I hope you up. Why don't they no. rename Honolulu International Airport after Obama? They, well, I mean, he, just, he was That's born there, right? He was born yeah. there. But yeah. it's just Honolulu International Airport. Rename, rename that mess after was Obama. Was he really born yeah, there? Well, dun, dun, dun. Well, it's oh. interesting. It's interesting, like, you know, you drive around. And like, do people really know who these people that like, these streets named? They're like, I'm looking at Don Lee Holloway now, and he like he successfully sued to integrate Atlanta public schools, Georgia colleges, and universities in public transit, and free Martin King from prison. Look at that. See, yeah, no, no, impact. No, no, you're right. All the people who whose name are not in the history books who have forgotten about who were like, I mean, like, yo, there were people sitting with Rosa Parks. That we right. will never know their name. Like those things like that matter. People like at, at Maynard like, Jackson High School that did not know who Maynard Jackson was. And even in That's a, a what context. Yeah, wow. I, I like it. Drop the. Yeah, there like, are kids at Maynard Jackson High School in Atlanta, Georgia, that did not know who Maynard Jackson was. Unbelievable. That's all you need to know. I think that's 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 like. Well said. That's that's all you need to know. And even in a sports yeah. context, remember what the Red Sox owner was saying about renaming Yawkey Way? Because remember, I saw the that Red Sox the other day. The yeah. Baseball to integrate. integrate. Yeah, yeah. They said they didn't want to change it because wait, that's the, the Red owner. Sox are so racist. They turned down Willie Mays. <laughs> this is your this is your Boston One of rant. the greatest players yes. in the history yes. of baseball. They're not going to change it now. He said he wants to like kind of. They yeah. want to move away from the past of what the Red Sox used to be and what and what the the owner was, what he and was move known into for. the future and like twenty seventeen when they call Adam Jones the N word. They oh, oh. Mm. saucy take, oh, man. It's a real though. That's real. I mean, that's what it is now. Regardless, it's not things have gotten a lot better, but at the end of the day, it's not. They got a long ain't, way. To yeah, go. I still got a long way to go. So it's like for people to to say that oh why do you, it doesn't matter these these monuments and statues. Um, it, it shouldn't represent it, now it, because we're moved start, on from that. We've it's moved on. Start. It's, it's a, a start. start. Yeah, it means you, something. You have like, to. Yeah. That, that that's the argument I made in the thing. But it's like you know, you can't sit back and say, "Oh, that's not gonna do nothing" because it's still racist. Well, I mean, it's something. Yeah. Yeah, if you have to, if Jewish people had to walk around and constantly see uh, statues of German figures and da 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 or whatever, like and right. you would feel a certain way. Not like you would feel. If you grew up just seeing it, because. For us, it was just the norm. Like you walk around, you, yeah, that's you know, just you what you saw. Yeah, you in Germany. Yeah, look at that. See, what I'm saying? and like you just, you're so accustomed to it. That's why I was saying earlier, like I really didn't. I knew about it when I grew up. I thought about it, but I was like, I can't do anything about it. This is where I was born. I Confederate this and that. We have what Confederate Way, the street, yeah, yeah, Confederate yeah, Avenue. Current yeah. Avenue. I'm sorry, Confederate Avenue. Like we have all these in Atlanta. It's like, well. This is just part. This is our history, man. Like uh, on a trip oh. down to Valdosta, I used to see Confederate flags, big Confederate flags, and uh, you know plantations. Oh, yeah, oh man, yeah, definitely. In 2013, yo, North North Florida is nothing but peanut plantation homes. On my way back from Florida, we went through there, yo. It was the most racist drive back to a Georgia I've ever had in my life, yo. It was yeah. like peach farm, uh, peanut farm. Uh, uh, I was like, yo, like it was all these like colonial homes. I was like, where am I? Like anyway, but. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we want we would like to have these taken down, but at the same time, it's not the end. But episode forty-five, A League podcast. Let's do what we do. Oh, uh, <laughs> David, <laughs> David was out the door. Uh, this is your boy NBA, EricBoy.com's website, uh, Hawkshoop.com. Uh, all those, all those good things. I'm out. Rashad, what's up? RashadMilligan.com. You can follow me on Twitter at the real Jason Whitlock. Oh, oh <laughs> man. <laughs> Man, forget that meathead ass. <laughs> I can't stand that. Anyway, oh. I can't stand that dude, man. I'm, I'm about to go. Oh. Oh, go ahead, David. <laughs> I hate you, man. Oh. I can't stand that dude. Oh, man. No, oh go ahead. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is Jeremy Johnson. You know. <laughs> Somebody got to do it. Yeah, this is Jeremy Johnson. Yeah. And, you know, I got to get my Superman on Clark underscore Kent underscore 75. I got to get my Superman on. Y'all make sure y'all don't forget. I got to say it twice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeremy. And this, is, and this is David Norwood. And I just <laughs> at D Norwood 90. Kim, you know what to do, man. Akeem Balaam, you know Twitter, Graham, beyond the W. Check it out. Okay. Peace. <laughs>